0: You're listening to 1881, powered by the American Hereford Association and part of the Hereford Network. Here's your host, Shane Bedwell. Welcome back to another episode of 1881. This is your host, Shane Bedwell, and it's a pleasure uh, bringing you this episode of 1881 titled The Chairman." I have two special guests on today and, uh, one is, uh, Mr. Bruce Everhart from Indiana and the other guest is Mr. Noah Benedict. And so we'll get to spend uh time with both Bruce and Noah covering their, uh, current duties with the American Hereford Association and junior Hereford Association. And, uh, I just want to tell you folks, thanks for listening in to, uh, 1881, uh, continues to build steam and, uh, we're really excited about, uh, all the listeners, all the feedback. Uh, it's been very good conversation here over the last six months of when we started this. And so, uh, we're looking forward to bringing you uh, great content. And I think today's episode is going to be as, uh, good as any of them. We have two, two great people on. And so we're just right off of what was a fantastic week in Louisville, Kentucky, the junior national Hereford expo. Hopefully by now you've seen some of the press release, the pictures, the social media, uh, on the coverage of uh, the junior national Hereford expo banners in the bluegrass. And it was a, it was an event, uh, that, um, y- you can sense the excitement is still in my voice of just how uh, good of a week. It was the host, uh, State Kentucky and, uh, J.W. Cox, uh, the Mathenies, uh, they pulled together a small army to give, uh, to give us a a great, great event there down in Louisville. And we're going to talk a a little bit more about that later, but, uh, there were exhibitors from 39 states, uh, which totaled about 780 exhibitors. And then there was over 1200 entries of cattle that would have showed, uh, in the green shavings there down in Broadbent arena. And so a lot of good contests, a lot of good things we'll get to in a little bit, but Bruce, Noah, welcome. Thanks for being on.
1: Thank you, Shane. Excited to be here.
0: All right. So we, 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 again, we have uh, Bruce Everhart from Indiana. He's your current American Hereford association president. And then, uh, Mr. Noah Benedict from Illinois. He is uh, the retiring, um, past chairman, past president of the Junior Board. And so, Noah, I want to, I want to start with you a little bit and uh, give a little bit of background on yourself. Tell the folks uh, listening where it all started.
2: Well, thanks, Shane. Uh, I uh, I grew up in Muhammad, Illinois, uh, which is east central part of the state there, and. Um, I'm actually a fifth generation Hereford breeder. Um, kind of crazy for me to think about that and and all its reality. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a family affair. I'm actually the third generation in my family to serve as chairman of the junior board at one point or another. Um, but, uh, yeah, five generations deep and grew up showing. I think I went in the the show ring for the first time at four or five years old and, um, didn't, didn't look back from there. So definitely a family affair for the Benedicts. Um, grew up in in ffa 4h the whole nine yards and then eventually found my way to the university of illinois in, in urbana-champaign um, where i studied ag business and had a minor in leadership i just graduated here in this past may may 2022 um, and uh, yeah from from there i i you know when i started my college career i made a decision that i wanted to you know run for the njha board of directors and i would have done that back in 2019 in denver colorado mm-hmm. um it was a it was a heck of a week i tell you shane I, I went to i haven't missed a junior national since i was born and uh by far and away 2019 was my most memorable um experience at the junior national Hereford expo our cattle did as well as they ever did and got to got to wear the coveted maroon jacket for the first time and that's uh, right I, th- I think uh i think a fire was lit that day so um, yeah, I, I love serving on the board. I obviously got to serve as chairman this past year and, and got to work with a great group of individuals and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my NJHA story for now.
0: Well, Noah, you've, you've done such an amazing job and I know, uh, you and your team, uh, the junior board, uh, with your leadership, you were set out on a mission to give, uh, the 780 other junior members the experience of their lifetime in Louisville, Kentucky, you guys worked really hard on some new, uh, approaches to some of our contests, uh, just how some of the shows ran and different things. And so, you know, you, you should be commended, um, because it was a, it was a great event and, uh, you know, your leadership, um, you know, was, was a big part of it. So I think what's, what some of you folks know, maybe some of you don't know, listening is that, uh, while Noah was serving as the junior board president. He also filled the big shoes of John Mintz, former Territory 5 fieldman. And so, Noah, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure getting to know you even more uh, now as peers working together at the American Hereford Association. And so, Noah, you would have started that role as field representative uh, this fall, right?
2: Yeah, October first was first day of the contract.
0: So wait a minute. So we, you're junior board president. You're still working on your degree, your bachelor's in ag business from U of I, which is not a just breeze school, <laughs> right? It's yeah. it's kind of ch- you know, Bruce might might uh, otherwise think so, <laughs> being a Big Ten competitor. But U of I I's a it's a prestigious school, and uh, you know you're also out on the road now as an AHA fieldman. And so let's, let's talk about that.
2: Yeah. So I was uh, I was triple duty there back in the fall. I guess that'd be fall 2021. Um, and I guess I, I knew going into that year, I'd be double duty, I guess, between being the chairman and finishing school. And and things of that nature. But when, uh, when life throws you a good opportunity, um, an opportunity, that's actually the word I used for my, my retiring address there about a week ago. But when when life throws you a good opportunity, I feel like you got to take advantage of it. And, you know, John held that position for 22 years. And so I, I didn't want to sit around and, and wait for it to come open another time. I felt like it was time for me to apply. And I was just thankful that, uh, the AHA staff and, um, the leadership was able to work with me to come up, uh, with a plan to put together for me, me to be able to serve as a field staff, um, in territory five, but, uh, it definitely, um, I I don't know. Some people viewed it, I guess, Shane, as a, as a burden to have three things going on at once. And at times it, you know, it got busy, but I was super thankful for the opportunity to meet with breeders and young people at the same time over the course of the last seven or eight months or so. Uh, I think people really, I got to meet a lot more people that way. And build a lot more connections. And it was, it was really an honor being able to look at it from both sides at the same time.
0: Well, it's, it's a definite synergy. Um, no, I mean, that's, uh, it goes hand in hand. I mean, the, the next generation of breeders, you know, really well, and then you're working with, uh, everybody else in that territory that you've, uh, showed with, um, bred cattle with bought semen from bought embryos from. And so, uh, it's not like you're really a foreigner coming into that territory. It is it is that territory. And you mentioned one thing, John Mintz was in that role for twenty two years. And, you know, what a great inspiration to so many young people. And um, uh, you know, probably inspired you to want to be a Fieldman. You know, and John's so, been
2: a John's been a great role model and he's been he's been a, a heck of a help um getting me started here to be quite honest. Uh there's there's not many weeks that go by where I don't text and ask for his advice on, uh, you know, how to deal with something, or even if it's just a place to eat in a a random town that I haven't been to in the, in the course of territory five. So he's been very, very helpful along the way and super thankful for him.
0: Yep. And and young people that are are tuning in or really anybody for that matter. I I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, when you excel in an organization like, uh, the junior program or whatever it may be, Here's an opportunity that met Noah head on because of what he had done to that point. And so, you know, Noah, you uh, definitely earned uh, that role in Territory Five. And uh, when we sat in the boardroom, Joe Rickabaugh and Jack Ward, and we looked around at each other after you interviewed, we're like, yeah, he's kind of young. Yeah, he's uh, serving as a junior board president. He's still in college. But would we hire this kid? six months from now, and we all looked at each other and said yes. And so why wouldn't we hire Noah now? And it's the rest is history, and we're excited about uh, your future with the American Hereford Association, and most importantly, its membership. So Bruce, Mr. Bruce Everhart, um, Indiana native, Purdue graduate, Um, why don't you share a little bit about your uh, background and history raising cattle in Hereford's?
1: Well, thank you, Shane. And uh, oh, boy, what a pleasure it is to be on the same podcast or event with you and Noah, who, uh, yeah, I was the one who uh, campaigned for Noah as well to get that position, Shane. So I'm happy he's on our on our team. Uh, So I am the second oldest of six kids. Raised and born and raised right here in Shelby County, Shelbyville, Indiana. Um, I live in Waldron now, outside of Waldron, but um, we we say Shelbyville is a suburb of Waldron, so um, <laughs> it's kind of a little local story. But yeah, second oldest of six kids. Um, mom and Dad, Harry and Betty Lou Everhart. Um, you know, they we did not have a lot of money growing up. But they knew that if they wanted to keep their kids out of trouble and teach them hard work and, you know, be part of a bigger family, we could do that with polled Herford cattle. So we all um, we all exhibited polled Herefords at the time and uh, just grew up with that. Um, I was kind of lucky that got to serve as the chairman of the president of the Indiana Junior Hereford Association. And. You know, did all of those things in leadership, and uh, and then also was the president of the adult association, and we were one of the first states that came together, horns and poles together, as an association. Shane, yeah. and um, so I was really proud of that. And Ted Hunt, who's going to get inducted to, into the Indiana Breeder's Livestock Breeders Hall of Fame at the Indiana State Fair here this weekend, um, was on the horn side of the equation. And so we came together and, you know, um, Indiana is a strong state when it comes to our membership. Um, we, we rank about 13th in number of, um, cattle, uh, within the association, but we're like in the top five of membership for the state association and junior associations. Right. Bruce um, I'll inter
2: I'll interject there for you but through my travels on the junior board I've gotten to go to a lot of states and work with a lot of junior programs and Indiana is by far and away one of the most impressive ones out there know. they do
1: a really really good job Thank you Noah we so we have a state show every year Shane and noah knows this because he's been to multiple of them but they're one hundred percent run by the junior members wow. no adults are involved they do the all the entries all the in check in, all the the show event hire the judge, and at the end of the day they make about three to five thousand dollars of profit off mm-hmm. of it, and they learn a lot. So it's the education and leadership and uh, scholarship part that comes along with it. So yeah. yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. My dad was the junior advisor, and he and Gene Beck, which a lot of people know out there, yeah, absolutely, uh, were junior advisors, and they kind of got that whole thing going like that. And yeah. And so we've had a good, good success with that. Very cool. Um, you know, and so um, we, we exhibited, we were in 4-H, 10-year h Noah, just about like you. And um, every one of our kids, uh, every one of my siblings were involved in that. And probably a highlight for our family uh, was my sister, Diana, who's married to Dave Weiss, was a national polled Hereford queen in 1987. That's right which was the year that um, my dad was the junior, well, junior advisor here in Indiana. And we put on the Indianapolis Junior National. It was the first junior national that Indiana ever put on. And um, so dad was really instrumental. He got a, we were really running short of money. And so Harry Everhart never met a stranger, Shane. Um, He made everybody his friend. And he went over and talked with Randy Deer, which was Paul Deer's son of Stewart and Deer Farm in Milroy. And he asked for a $10,000 donation, which was the first large gift that was given to a junior national. Is that right? And uh, Randy said, well, yeah, sure, Harry, I'll let you do that. As long as Diana takes a picture with one of my cabs (laughs) and one of my pins of my uh, farm. And so dad willingly pimped Diana out and <laughs> got $10,000. So, um, but you know, it, you know, what I learned, what I learned from my parents was my mom was uh, more reserved and back, you know, not, she wasn't an out front person, but she was good with the numbers. She was a financial genius mm-hmm. and most proud that she was valedictorian of her class. And uh, my dad never met a stranger, so I tried to just adopt and emulate two of the best features of what I thought my parents were. Sure, and hopefully that's worked out. But Raymond Ramsey asked me to be on Haifa um, about fourteen years, fifteen years ago. Shane and right, um, he only asked me because he thought I could add. <laughs> that was the only reason. <laughs> and um, so I served on that, and I loved being on the Haifa board.
0: So the and so hereford youth foundation of america right it's a 501c3 that's set up um for scholarship research education and what's the what's the fourth one i'm leaving out
1: well leadership so leadership leadership, scholarship and education are the three legs of the stool shane and man you know when i first sat at that very first meeting for a strategic plan um um, I got head of the finance committee and, um, Amy Cowan, uh, you know, I got to meet her and really get to know Amy and what a wonderful person she was. But I saw right away, we did not have real good identification of the gifts within Haifa. Mm-hmm. So we solidified through fund accounting, which is very boring for most people, but very necessary um and we hired an, an auditor for Haifa so we had financial statements that people could hang their hat on and know that we're honest and true and by somebody other than just us right and we had accounting for the people who had given very valuable treasures to the organization and wanted a gift to be sustainable mm-hmm. and so now we there's a system in place for Haifa that all of the gifts that are given to them, if it's a named scholarship, they're preserved and protected. But there's enough income generation to make sure that mission of that gift is given in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful organization. We're Heif is going to be right around um, $4.5 million, million by the end of this fiscal year.
0: Isn't that amazing?
1: It is. And, and, and you know, yeah. it's only been about 15 years, Shane. That's, that's, years.
0: that's an incredible story there in itself. So
1: I, and they're I, going to give away $200,000 of scholarships this year, mister.
0: <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> going to get to that in a little bit uh, where uh, that deadline is uh, approaching for a uh, fall scholarship. Uh, yeah. but Bruce, you, you commented on something. Your mom's love for numbers and accounting. You're very humble in telling about your career and, and uh, your, your path and uh, a Purdue graduate was yeah. it animal science or ag business there?
1: Well, so yeah. So, you know, when I first started at Purdue in 1974, yep. so I'm really old. No, don't roll your eyes when you, <laughs> when I say that number. Hey, I started in 2018. <laughs> oh yeah. God dang. Anyway. Um, yeah. So you could only declare one major back then, Shane, you yep. couldn't have a dual major. Yeah. But being a contrarian, I went ahead and took all the ag-econ that I possibly could, because it's a good ag-econ school. Um, Or at least we we think it is.
0: I've heard that before.
1: (laughs) And uh, animal science was great. And I really went to Purdue for two reasons. Uh, First, uh, there was not much opportunity on the farm because it was the 1970s and things were getting tight. So I wanted to I wanted to, um, judge livestock. And there Mm -hmm. was, at that time, there were a handful of really high profile livestock coaches in the country. And Dr. Roger Hunsley was one of them. Certainly. And so I met, that was my primary goal is to make the livestock judging team and make the first team. Yep. And the second thing was to sing in the Purdue varsity glee club. Mm. So I like to sing a little bit and I'm on a good day. Um, I don't crack and I, Try to stay on pitch, but uh, Doc Hunsley was great. So we, I judged uh, meats of my uh, sophomore, junior year, and then my junior, senior year, judged livestock. Yeah. And some of the people on my team were great, Shane. We had uh, Tom Farr from Royal Center, right. who was our pig guy, iconic. We were in each other's weddings. Mm-hmm. I was in Farmhouse, he was in AGR, and we were best buddies, still mm-hmm. are. Um, uh, Larry Merzinski, who was from, uh, Pro- rolling Prairie, Indiana. And he was like the sheep genius yep. of the country, quite honestly. And his son, John raises some Hereford cattle, even to this day. And, you know, I think you know him.
0: Yep. John, John's out in Colorado, I believe managing a feed yard out there.
1: Yep. And then, uh, and then there was this guy from Rensselaer, Indiana, or Remington, Indiana, named john Mintz. yeah and uh so meatball was on our team and he called me ever ready <laughs> <laughs> so it's meatball and ever ready and we just had the best time and yep. uh did very well you know i i made my goal to be on the first team and it was top 10 in every contest but one and um so you know i didn't win a contest i missed winning kansas city by one point to Marjorie Knoll from Weston's Knoll pulled Shorthorns in South Dakota. Not that I remember that Shane. Yeah,
0: yeah you're not you're not holding that uh, for a while. I, I've been thinking <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, livestock judging was nice for me, and it, you know, it was one of my best classes I took at Purdue. Um, yeah. Even though there were a lot of great classes, but it's a great communications class. It's a mm-hmm. leadership class. It helps you to evaluate a situation, make a decision. And then defend that decision orally. And uh, that was a life lesson that would, had a lot of transferable skills in everything that I did, especially when, during my banking career.
0: Right. And so you you had a banking career of 40 years, Yeah, Bruce. Uh, Unbelievable. With, with Wells, <laughs> Wells Fargo, right?
1: Right. I was a banker at Wells Fargo and manager for fifteen, well, 20 of those four, 30 years. At Wells Fargo but 10 years I worked five, six years I worked at production credit or f- farm credit during the 80s from 82 until 88
0: yep and so your your love for numbers and accounting started with mom and then it just yeah it went from it ballooned fast and <laughs> and I tell folks uh, when they're like okay what is, what is Bruce Everhart like and what is his background uh, you know that might not know you as well I said he had a exceptional banking career and he is he is the banker that trains other bankers today i mean you 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 travel around and and teach these young guys how to keep um, you know farmers and ranchers out of the ditch and what to look for
1: yeah you know it's been nice i retired four years ago Um, after the 40 years I think they were sick of me and I was sick of them. No, that's not true. But uh, (laughs) I teach a class at the FDIC in Alexandria, um, Shane, for the uh, bank examiners Mm -hmm. of what to look for in an ag bank, how to talk to an ag banker, what to look for. And I, oh, I love that class. Uh, You know, so it's a lot of fun.
0: Yep. Well, very good. And so, you know, you're on your last kind of four or five months here serving four-year term of the AHA board of directors and, you know, last year vice chairman and then this year chairman, you know, Bruce, what, what are you most proud, uh, you know, on your way out Mm -hmm. the door here in October? What are are you most proud to tell the membership about, uh, your stay or tenure here as a AHA board of director?
1: Yeah. You know, boy, there's a whole lot on that plate, but, The kind of the number one thing that I'm most proud of is that the operational excellence of the American Herford Association is strong.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, We year in, year out, execute our operations. And that's you and Jack and Stacy and Joe and Amy and Amory and Leslie. Um, Really just execute things similar to what we saw at the Junior National with perfection. Hmm. And uh, perfection is maybe a strong word. Let's just say really, really good. Um, But then also, not only just operational excellence of the organization, but I'm proud of the research um, avenue that we've been on for a long time. But what is happening here the last two years has really taken it to the stratosphere right. we're, we're doing some research that is cutting edge for th- for the next generation for noah's group of people who are going to live on this planet and um making Herefords better um making Herefords, uh telling our Hereford story to people mm. who aren't as familiar with them as what we are um so i'm proud of that um but the, the third thing I'm most proud of is just the relationships and friendships that I've had, not only with my fellow board members. And I, Craig Barron and Andrew Matheny are probably two of my best friends. Yep. And we came on the board together, and I, I, just, I just know if I was stuck in a ditch, they would come get me or yep. help me out, and I would do the same. Um, but really just getting to meet people from all over this country – um, going to Reno, going to uh, Fort Worth, going to Denver, or going to Oklahoma City, those are special memories when you get to see people and hear, hear what they want to tell you about the Herbert Association.
0: So, so Bruce, you've carried around uh, red books all year long, kind of <laughs> yeah. watched and observed uh, in the different meetings that we've been in or events that we've been it's at. It's right here. He's got, he's got it with him. Uh, you filled up how many of those this year?
1: Uh, I'm, on, th- I'm on, on, I'm on three, I'm on three, yep. but there's all good things in there. Yeah, um, it is good. Th- and, I, good I,
0: and where I was going with that is that uh, you've been a committed listener. Um, and uh, that's just the type of board member that you are. You, you listen and then form your opinion. And uh, I've really enjoyed you in our boardroom setting uh, because you listen and then, Uh, You have a way of pulling people together and, uh, you know, you've done done a really, really nice job serving here as chairman uh, here this last year.
1: Well, you know, um, you you titled this podcast as the chairman, um, but Noah got me thinking when he was talking. It's really about um, leadership and, you know, um, developing leadership at a young age is really, really important because it's something that you can build on throughout your life to when, to a time in your life when it really is important. And um, Noah's seeing that right now. And um, I, I am enjoying the world of my position at the Hereford Association for sure.
0: You know, and that's, that's one thing, you know, the, the Junior National Hereford Expo is a show, obviously. Mm-hmm. We go there to compete and, and let uh, young members compete. And there's, there's breeders. Uh, their whole program is kind of centered around that's their Super Bowl. And that's good. That's fine. Um, but, Bruce, you touched on leadership. You know, both of you, I think, would contribute uh, the junior program of the Hereford Association, that's why we do it, right? I mean, uh, we have all these other uh, contests and um, speech contests and different things. And um, right now, the group is up in uh, Billings, Montana. And uh, no, you're probably sad you don't get to go on that trip, right? You know, it's the real world reality setting in. Uh, I'd be lying
2: if I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little jealous. He's a little
0: jealous uh, when it's 110 in the shade and. Uh, Hot, humid Illinois, but hey, uh, we, we move on. But seriously, I want to, I want to go there because, uh, you know, we've, we've got different leaderships and I, I, I would argue you know, the educational process and that leadership development of junior programs is the single most important thing that we do. Um, in our youth organization, gentlemen, why don't you step in and, and talk about that.
2: Well, I guess I can jump in here first since I, I'm technically the designated junior here and just just got done with my my term there on the junior board. But um, I, I guess I'll start with our board, Shane, and then kind of move to the to the membership. Um, Bruce said something about leadership earlier, and I was fortunate enough to be named the chairman. Um, but all that all, all that title meant to me this year was I was a uh, that was just a fancy name for developing ideas Our, you know, I served with 11 other elite, elite juniors um, on, on that board. And there's four more that just came on. Um, but their ideas and, and their brainstorms and their passion for the Hereford breed, um, they just needed someone to to lead them, to accomplish some of those ideas. And that was where um, I was able to help um, seeing, seeing them and how they interact um, and, and lead the juniors was truly impressive because you're, because our junior members are good too, right? Um, you know, we've, we've done several things here between faces of leadership and uh, bold conference and Hereford homeroom where we really get to get down uh, um, and, and get, and get to see those kids and how they interact and how they learn and grow. And, and let me tell you guys, our, our Hereford breed is in a good spot. I really believe that our juniors are growing. I think they're, they're craving more knowledge and craving to learn and, they, they have a love, they have as much love and, and passion for the Hereford breed as, as there's ever been.
0: So who, who had the idea of Hereford homeroom? Cause I kind of follow that on Snapchat, uh, the various state shows who, whose idea was that?
2: So, uh, so Hereford homeroom, that was, a that was kind of a, a brainstorm session idea, um, from my very first meeting on the board. I think I remember it doing some state leadership activities and, and uh, um, you know, last year we were able to implement it. We worked with, uh, kind of as a team to come up with it. And then this year we, we were very fortunate, uh, Lauren McMillan, our leadership chair. Um, she's actually studying in you know, studying leadership at the university of Illinois. Um, and she and, and Amy and Bailey and Chloe kind of came up with the, uh, the content for this year, but no, that's been a really good program and we've gotten to meet and develop uh, connections with a lot of junior members that way. And, um, I know last year just on my own, I went to four or five different state preview shows that I wouldn't have gone to had it not been for Hereford homeroom. And wow, the connections, the connections I made there actually probably benefiting me and the job I've got now too. So, um, uh, really, really good program.
0: Well, it just, uh, the enthusiasm, uh, you felt it at Louisville and, um, you know, I think everybody was just excited to get out of the heat and be in an air conditioned facility for five days, but, There was really just a a different spark there Uh, this week uh, or last week uh, when we had the Junior National Hereford Expo. You could tell everybody was energized, and and it's things like that that you guys did for the first time that I think really made a difference in our young exhibitors. And that's that's what's really important for the future of this breed, and, and that's the leadership of the Maroon Coats. That's the leadership of the senior members in those States giving back. And that's, that's what this program's all about. So Bruce, you touched on, uh, scholarships a little bit ago, you know, and what, uh, the Hereford youth foundation's been able to do, uh, and, and growing monies to be able to provide, you know, youth opportunities that they maybe wouldn't have the opportunity to, to go to college and, uh, it's It's really opened a lot of doors for young people let's let's talk a little bit about the scholarship sure
1: of, you know um I just this is such an important part of what Haifa does for not only the adults that are a part of Haifa that are on the board because it is enriching and rewarding to review those scholarship applications that come in Shane it's pretty easy to apply and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute but Guess I would just say that uh, we we will give out or Haifa will give out over two hundred thousand dollars worth of scholarship each and every year. Wow! Because of the organization, the the structure, the um, really the financial plan that is in place with Haifa, and um, this Hereford Youth Foundation of America was formed basically to take what we were doing with our with the junior program of just having a heifer show when it first started was just a heifer show to multiple avenues involving 770 kids at the junior national, but we have almost four thousand junior members across this country, Shane. Yeah. And every month we have more junior members join than what we had the that we have leave and term out. It's just to me, it's amazing. Yep. And if you look around, some of the people who have benefited, some of the youth that have benefited from the scholarship program are leaders in industry in the beef industry, but also industry outside of the beef industry. And um, I think that's what's just tremendous about it. It's that not only through our scholarship program and our educational venue, we can develop leaders for agriculture, for American agriculture.
0: Certainly. And I, I mean, uh, the, the list would be too numerous to name Bruce, but, you know, I can, I can think of several and, and they're maybe not necessarily an ag per right. se, but they, th- I think that's even more valuable now that they've gone on, they're done with their junior career. Uh, Haifa gave them an opportunity to continue education and it led them down maybe a slightly different road than what they thought. And, uh, now they're, high up in a company. Um, they're spreading the Hereford word, uh, which almost is better because they're in a community of folks that don't understand what we do on a daily basis.
1: Well, that's right. They, 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 they are very, they, they, they think beef comes from grocery store and, or McDonald's yeah. or uh, Ruth Chris. And um, yeah. And so to have Agricultural advocates out there, and particularly better ones, Hereford agricultural act activists or advocates out there, I think is just fantastic and awesome. And yeah, we're on the doorstep of really doing something pretty unique. And so, you know, scholarship's one big component, but there's a whole lot of other things that Haifa and the Junior Association, American Hereford Junior Association does, Shane
0: certainly I know well go ahead Bruce I mean I was just the, gonna say
1: that you know the, boy think about when we started the very first breed organization doing a fed steer shootout exactly it wow. has crazy smart <laughs> and it's wildly successful
0: so let's let's talk about that so we, we started uh, was actually a uh, research meeting there in Kansas City an offshoot our research foundation board, uh, was having a, a meal and, uh, we're like, you know what, we need to do something maybe outside of the junior national. We have these 4,000 junior members and, uh, granted we get a ton of them to come to our junior national Hereford Expo, but what's something else that we could do and, and make it really big and really good. And so, you know, one thing led to another and you have a David Trowbridge at Gregory Feed Yards, uh, sitting around the table there in Tabor, Iowa, he pops up and he's like, let's feed some cattle. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, why not? Well, when do we need to have them there, David? Well, sooner the better. And so that would have been, uh, the end of October 1st of November. And we had our first cattle, uh, on feed by the middle of December and, and, uh, no, and now it's in our sixth year coming up on seventh year of the, the Junior Fed steer Shootout. And uh, it's an opportunity where young people can take either an individual or several individuals, or they can take a pin of steers, and they get immersed in the feedlot world uh, relative to vaccine, cattle health, ultrasound, feeding, nutrition, uh, management, hedging, uh, marketing, uh everything meat side of it relative to carcass selection and breakdown and it's it's spiraled into what i would say is uh a point where it's going to get really fun okay because it's growing we have a lot of uh participation i think we're up to 13 or 14 different states of bringing cattle uh to western kansas scott city and um we've got field days associated with it now there's a mega scholarships and opportunities for young people and pretty good prizes uh to yeah. go along with it and the best part about it it fits right in the vein of Haifa education and and that's that's what we're doing we're making that that next generation hopefully better and making uh, that next generation of breeders better uh, where we put a, a better product relative to Hereford seed stock out out in the industry and so it's been very neat to see how that uh how that's grown here over over the time and and Bruce I know you've uh helped get some cattle back from Indiana mm-hmm. and uh uh sent some steers with some youngsters um back to participate with and and Noah I know you've been uh very involved in in the junior fed steer shootout as well. So any comments relative to that?
2: Yeah, Shane, I just, you know, the, the fed steer shootout um, is something that really encompasses everything that you want your kids to learn about. Um, I know there's not a show ring and that's some people's main thing, but if you want your kids to have public speaking skills uh, they can get that in the fed steer shootout they have to they have to present a speech through their portfolio at the end if you want them to go together go through and put together a portfolio they 've got to do that They have to do research um, on those animals that they send there they you know they have to study that data they and you know they 've got to present it they 've got to research it they 've got to they 've got to learn about that data so um, you know, there's a lot more that goes into the FedSteer Steer Shootout than I think a lot of people realize. Um, you you don't just send your cattle there like you do to a regular feedlot. The the number of learning opportunities for your kids and, and probably some of those parents out there um, is immense. And I will say, you know, just to plug the FedSteer Steer Shootout here, we believe in this enough that you know you can you can have a sponsored pen. You know, if you're an adult breeder and want to get involved in the junior the junior program. Um, that, that's something you, you know, you can sponsor a junior and send cattle that way too.
1: Yeah. And not only that Shane, but the genomic aspect of it as well. Uh there's DNA collected on every one of these steers, but juniors are preparing to send the best opportunity steers there by studying the genomics on the marbling and the ribeye and the carcass weight data on their genomics of their, aunt, their parents.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, Uh, The folks at Neogen are going to have a really good article here in the Hereford world coming up in uh, September, uh, Bruce, that kind of shows the difference of pre- and post-genomics relative to the carcass traits and specifically the Certified Hereford Beef Index and how it better, how it's better able to identify uh, the high profit steers in this year's uh junior fed steer shootout cattle so it's a it's a great opportunity and uh, we look forward to continuing that program here in the future so we've kind of handed it around banners in the bluegrass was a raven success <laughs> you know bruce i gotta spend a majority of it on stage with you covering the, the show and kind of announcing you were on walton webcasting and, uh, if you'd like to go back and watch any of the show, you can do that, uh, through a Walton subscription, you can log on and watch any of the four day shows, uh, that we had, uh, uh, Noah, you were out in the ring, directing traffic and, uh, fulfilling your last leadership duties. And so let's recap it here quickly, guys, uh, showmanship, uh, we spent about all day showing cattle, uh, or three days showing cattle, but we spent all of one day. And all we get done is showmanship. And it's pretty cool. We go from seven years of age through the peewees. We do juniors. We do intermediates. And then we do seniors. And, uh, it's, uh, there was about 200 kids in each division. And, uh, you talk about get your blood pumping watching those little youngsters showing. It, uh, it, it was pretty cool. So, guys, uh, a little bit about showmanship day.
1: Oh, it's a rock star day. I mean, it's uh, well, it's a no fit, so it's a kind of a blow and go. Yep. So if you don't have to, you don't have to uh, be perfect that way. But if you've done your homework, and you've practiced at home, and uh, you've listened, and you've paid attention, and you have a little bit of luck that your animal behaves perfectly, <laughs> um, you really have an opportunity with showmanship. And uh, I just know when my youngest brother, Tim, Timmy, uh, won Pee Wee Showmanship his first year, um, it was a highlight for our family. And um, so it means a great deal to um, parents um, and to the kids, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I think
2: I was in Louisville for 11 days, and, and one of my favorite parts of those days is that top 10 senior finals. But um, I, I really do think that our showmanship competition is, is if you win that, that's one of the most coveted awards in the industry. Uh, I was telling DJ JJ that uh, if you want to see kids that love each other compete against each other fiercely, our showmanship day is, is the way to go.
0: It is a, a true testament. To, uh, I think the Hereford team, the Hereford spirit uh the togetherness, the competition, um, you know, there's a lot of folks that, uh, you know, go in the ring, compete, get after it. And then they can, uh, walk back outside and, uh, they're, they're eating snow cones and having water fights. And so that's just part of the Hereford, uh, Hereford kind of, uh, spirit that, uh, you, you folks as juniors, the maroon coats have built, uh, over, over time. So senior showmanship is a little unique to our breed, uh, where, uh, you, the judges, they narrow it down to a top 10 and then that, that night, uh, that evening, those top 10 come back and they, uh, fit them and then they show them. So they get 45 minutes to fit their animals and then they, um, uh, they, uh, show them out in the ring. And so you have the. Former Herdsman of the Year uh, 2021 Herdsman was Jacob Wilfrey uh, from Maryland. And then he uh, uh, judged with uh, Ashley Judge Wagner and Jesse Judge. They were the two showmanship judges for our intermediate and uh, junior seniors. And the three of them kind of do a composite score. And our champion. Senior showman this year at the Junior National Hereford Expo was
2: Chancy Clark from Oklahoma.
0: Chancy Clark from Oklahoma, and our reserve showman was
2: Gage Tebow from Indiana
0: Territory Five. Uh, picks That's up right, the reserve championship, and so right. awesome top ten. It was loaded, lots of talent, and uh, another one of those uh, memory books for those families. Uh, that, Can I
1: just tell you, Shane, uh, yep. back in the old days, <laughs> yeah. back in the <laughs> back when we still had uh, we uh, went showmanship, senior showmanship for us back then was similar to what you're talking about. However, uh, the calves after the show were taken to the wash racks and washed. And so you had to fit them from being wet in the in the ring. And you couldn't use a blower. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. And we didn't have glue. (laughs) And so you used uh, glycerin, Amway glycerin soap, and uh, a lot of towels. You dried their legs with towels. And yeah, I remember. And then we just selected a person from each state to be in showmanship. I see. So Jill Davis was one year for us, and Raymond Ramsey was another year for us.
0: That's a whole another level of uh getting ready
2: <laughs> we could probably have a whole separate podcast on that
1: <laughs> on that just on the history of showmanship at the junior national yeah,
0: yeah, and I believe um you know sometimes they were broke and sometimes they were not broke uh, I heard well, that.
1: yeah yeah that was a po- yeah true so
0: okay so we we go from showmanship day to uh Bread and Owned Show Day and Steer Show Day. So we have a, a cow-calf show of owned females, a cow-calf show of bread and owned females. And then we have a bread and owned bull show and then a bread and owned female show. And then we had a steer show. And so Wednesday was a double ring, um, lots of cattle, lots of kids through the ring. I mean, just exceptional quality. Uh, Judge Allen Miller, Judge, uh, Brandon Jones would have been the bread known judges. And then, uh, Dr. Scott Griner uh, from Virginia would have sorted through the bread known bulls and the steers. So guys, some thoughts on bread known day.
2: Go ahead, Noah. I think needless, I think, I think needless to say there, Shane, I got my steps in that day. Uh, but no bread known show day is, uh, is It is really impressive to watch as well, you know, seeing those exhibitors bring out the animals that they raised, I think is a, is a true testament to our breed and just how difficult that show is to be successful and is a testament to our breed. Um, and a lot of times those animals go on to compete in the own show. They go on to be, you know, donor females for those, those, those young people down the road. And, um, you know, it's winning the bread known show. That's, that's quite the accomplishment at the junior national Hereford expo.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And the quality was just as high, Shane, um, at Bread all the way through the class um, to the very, the heifers that were even the second half of the class um, in the Bread ring uh, for females, it, they were just so impressive. And we saw some beautiful cow-calf pairs with really nice progeny on their side, which is another extension of the Bread known.
0: Certainly. It, it was a great day, I, I thought, and uh, just visiting with the judges afterwards there at supper that night, I think they were taken back with just how deep uh, the show was. Uh, the results, you guys can go to our website, uh, herford.org, and um, pull up under the the events tab the shows, and you can you can find those champions. Uh, but it was a great day. Um, awesome display of Herford cattle. And then we wrapped up, uh, the Thursday, Friday with the own show, show both horn and pole. Uh, we show them separate there at the junior national Hereford Expo. Uh, we would have got through the, uh, March pulled females are pretty close to that. The junior yearlings. And then we would have picked back up there on Friday and finished her out with the, the Febs and Jans and, uh, got into the senior yearlings and it was, a uh, we had what seven divisions of horned females out in the ring for that championship and then 14 division winners there in the polled right. show so it was uh it was a it was another great display of cattle
1: yeah i thought i thought Scott Bush and Tyler Bush from South Dakota Shane who are our judges on the own days on Thursday and Friday yep. i don't think he could ask for two guys who were better more qualified but also were just fun to watch judge and then they when we went to dinner with them or we um had breakfast or lunch with them you talk about two guys that were so appreciative of the role that they were playing in history yeah um it was amazing
0: and i mean high energy um they had a great ability to evaluate cattle and do it quickly and they made the show fun you know i think that's uh that's what the folks in the crowd, it seemed like, uh, they enjoyed it just as much as the young people in the ring. And I can't imagine what it was like online watching it. It was, uh, you know, it two days of eight hour days of showing, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it kind of gets boring at times, Bruce, but I don't, I don't think it was the case. Um, you know and so, oh,
1: it, it was not boring, and um, of course, you kept it interesting. But I think the guy who probably goes unsung is Jack Ward, <laughs> he's back there lining up cattle. Shane, I don't know how Amy got him to do that or Bailey got him to do that, but yeah, he's always in the trenches he helping is. kids. And doesn't that mean a lot to a young person to see the leader of our organization back there making sure they get in the right position?
0: Absolutely, you know, that's uh, just Shows you the humbleness of Jack and, uh, he's there to help out and do whatever it takes to have a successful event. And honestly, that's, that's where he, he likes being is, is back there with the cattle and, uh, visiting with folks and, uh, seeing the different cattle and pedigrees. So no, I want to circle back. We got, we got the shows, uh, um, we had several. Shane,
2: I'll, ju- I'll just I'll say one quick thing on the on that own show day here, just because I, it it, hit, it hits home for me. You we you know we had 775 exhibitors, yep. and you probably see 90 to 95 percent of them go through the ring on that own show. And man, isn't that cool to see? I mean, just all those kids out there is, I mean, seven to 20, 21 or twenty two even, um, competing against each other, learning from each other, showing off their projects. I you know just. That that's really cool for me to see.
0: Yep, it, it was it was awesome. It, it was an awesome uh, culmination of the of the week, and then you know Sunday and Monday would have been kind of contest day, Noah. And so we had, I don't know. It seems like there's another contest <laughs> every year. It's like yeah. twenty five million different contests everybody can participate in. But just real quick, a uh, little plug for the contest.
2: Yeah. So, um, Sunday, Monday, uh, you know, we, we put on a lot of different things. A junior board member is busy every day of junior nationals. Um, but you know, on those show days, you kind of stick with one thing on those first couple of days, you have a lot going on. Um, whether it be speeches, uh, you know, the, the sales Academy, the individual sales contest, uh, one of your favorite, the Hereford bowl,
0: Hereford bowl, um,
2: man, I, yeah, I, I can't even begin to name all of them because you're right, there are quite a few. But what we're trying to do on those contests, guys, is we we are trying to give our junior members real world application contests. Um, you know where they can they can learn something uh, about the industry, about their cattle, about who they are, um, and they can they can improve. So um, one of the big ones, one of the big focuses, I guess, for this year um, was implementing a new contest called Sales Academy um and we we're making that so juniors can learn how to how to market cattle um and it's just you know it's that type of thing that we're trying to do for these kids um to make this junior to make the junior national Hereford expo stand apart um and be way more than just a show for our members
0: yeah and uh you know right there before we picked the grand champion female uh there in the own show we had a. Uh, what I thought was a very moving tribute to, uh, um, Mr. Bob Norton, you know, and, and Bruce, uh, former, uh, Heifa board member and such a big contributor, um, to the junior national Hereford expo through biozyme and Vita And, uh, you know, it's one of those things we started, uh, you know, the Haifa board, they, they started, a a new, uh, memorial award and that went to Cody Jensen Uh, This year, it was a former board member, um, you know, was inspired by Bob and now works at VitaFirm. And so a great success story there in itself. But uh, real quickly, um, your thoughts on Bob?
1: Well, so, uh, yeah, Bob came on the board um, uh, while I was running, you know, a little bit before I uh, was asked to run for the Herford board. And um, he was a true friend um to everybody um that he met but he was also an inspirational kind of person shane he um he had a program and he was a pilot he had his own plane his company was successful and uh he had a a a co-pilot and they would fly wounded warriors to anywhere they needed to go in the united states and um Gets me a little choked up wow. just even talking about it, yeah. Shane, but he was a giver. Um, and his wonderful wife, Lisa, who ran the business, she was the, she was the one and Bob just checked in once a week or two <laughs> to, <laughs> to see everything. Everybody's there. But, yep. uh, you know, Bob never met a stranger. He would go onto the floor of the production facility there in um, St. Joseph and, um, greet everybody the same, whether you were pushing a broom or you're uh, in the lab developing a formula or you're the person running the business. He treated you with so much respect and genuine um, admiration. So he was a great leader and you know he was generous. He's been generous as a title sponsor of the Junior National Hereford Expo Biozyme and Vitifurbs for many years. And, um, I know he and Lisa, um, well, it was a shock, um, in his, on his passing, but, um, he's not, he will always be influential in our organization for quite some time, Shane.
0: A big time legacy, um, a big time guy. And our thoughts are with Lisa and the Norton family, you know, as they transition, on uh, into the next kind of chapter of, of, uh, life. And, uh, we certainly appreciate Lisa being at the show. She was there and, uh, uh, was a part of that memorial presentation. And so it was really neat, uh, mm-hmm. right there before the, the crowning of the champions. And, um, uh, I think there's a video floating around on, uh, social media. You have to check out our, our Facebook page, but we had, uh, one of the buglers, uh, from, uh, Churchill Downs, he, uh, he kind of called the cattle to post and, uh, here they came. And so yeah. it's, uh, it was, it was fun. Um, I'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to, uh, the ACBC crew, Amy <laughs> Cowan, Bailey Clanton, and, uh, now Chloe, um, that's a, that's a part of our team and they're really the three. Uh, that that uh, help the juniors kind of give the guidance, leadership, uh, Noah, or basically your mentors for uh, for a long time. <laughs> Not just the, and
2: and Shane. Yeah. Quite frankly, they'll continue to be. Those are yep. those are three really impressive uh, impressive ladies. And when I say you you should be excited about the future of the NJHA, they are a big reason why.
0: Yep.
1: Right, and you know Shane, this junior national event is just one of many components that we do for our junior program and junior activities that Amy heads up. But um, we are at a size right now. There's only a limited number of places in the United States that this expo can be done. Um, But we do have some regional events uh, that are just as equally as important um, that gives kids an opportunity who couldn't maybe travel to Louisville or Madison or wherever kansas city or denver so um yeah we try to i think Haifa, and i think that amy and bailey and all those folks try to make it inclusive for people throughout the country
0: yep no doubt about it and uh 2023 we're going to wisconsin so pack your bags get get your hotel rooms make your plans it's going to be uh I'm not sure of the dates, uh, Noah, you're going to have to help me with that one, but, uh, it's going to be July. Uh, okay. He knows it.
2: July 8th to the 14th. And
1: I'm happy we're staying in territory five,
0: territory five where, yeah.
1: Where, yeah and Madison's and, a, Madison's a wonderful town. Got a beautiful lake, um, right through the middle of the, the town sits right in the middle of the lake. And, uh, it's got a it's got a, another Big 10 university right there. Uh no, I think Badgers.
0: <laughs> uh next topic, these Big 10 guys. <laughs> so, let's let's wrap it up with that uh, folks. Uh thanks for joining We have a couple of shout outs, uh some plugs. Juniors or parents, listen up. September 1. September 1 is the fall scholarship deadline. Uh, for uh, both American Hereford Association and Hereford Youth Foundation of America scholarships. And so those are available now online. Uh, you can fill out that application, that process, that uh, one application serves all of the scholarship opportunities that are there. So you don't have to fill out like seven or eight different ones. You fill out one scholarship application, uh, go on. There's great opportunities there. Uh, You can't get one if you don't fill it out. So do the first step, do the easy thing, get it filled out. And uh, that's really a special event, uh, Bruce, as we work towards annual meeting time in Kansas City. Yeah. Right? You know?
1: Yeah. And those those are so easy to apply for, Shane. They're all through the website. It's a standardized application and reference letters can be um, uploaded to the link uh, to the website. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I encourage everybody to apply and, uh, just so you a little advice, insider information, when you apply for those, make sure you have someone review it and check it for grammar, grammar, spelling. Uh, George Sprague is the head of the scholarship committee on Haifa and he has a big fat red pen with a lot of ink in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, make sure Make sure your grammar and your spelling is perfect and it says what you want it to say. Um, so spend some time with it.
0: Yeah. So that, uh, that'll that be a part of our annual meeting. We'll have an educational forum there in uh, October 21st there in Kansas City. And then follow yeah. on the, the 22nd uh, is the um, formal AHA annual meeting That's has to be held in Kansas City. Right, Bruce. The the bylaws say, um, uh, yeah, that uh, the annual meeting, as long as the American Royal is happening, which would have started in 1899, uh, with Hereford cattle only, and then it kind of led to uh, what we know now as present day American Royal. But by the bylaws at the association, uh, the annual meeting of the Hereford Association will be held in conjunction with the American Royal in Kansas city, Missouri. So, um, October is pretty well planned. The end of it, uh, you're going to find Hereford enthusiasts in Kansas city and young people. Here's an opportunity, uh, that you can be around some of the best and brightest folks in the, in the Hereford business during those two days in Kansas city, actually three and, uh, receive some scholarship money. And so do not, missed that deadline at September 1 and then the other important deadline that we spent some time on was the uh, fed steer shootout um, and so those cattle if you're interested in participating in this year's contest you have to be signed up by November 1 and again you can bring one steer or you can bring a truckload of steers doesn't matter there's no minimum. Uh, for juniors, you can bring uh, an individual. You can bring a pin of three. You can bring five pins of three. Whatever you want to do, uh, they can be straight Herefords, um, registered or recorded. Or you can bring some F1 steers. We have two different competitions. And again, uh, we would really, really encourage you to take part of that. Um, entry deadline is November one. And then uh, the cattle will start arriving there December 10th through the 14th. And so we have an arrival process um, for the kind of the start of that, uh, that contest. So it's exciting. Uh, we really like uh, where the junior program is going. And, and it's really, uh, we've, we have great, uh, a great team here at the American Hereford Association uh, that, that leads it. But you can tell, hopefully, by listening to this podcast, we've had great mentors and leadership at the board level, um, through Mr. Noah Benedict, past chairman of the junior national, or excuse me, of the National Junior Hereford Association, and Mr. Bruce Everhart. Thank you for all you've done through, uh, all the organizations and boards that you guys have been a part of, and, uh. We're not going to let you just retire and, and stop helping, okay? So um, thanks for everything that you guys have
1: done. Appreciate it. Thank you, Shane, and and look forward to seeing everybody down the road.
2: Thanks, Shane. And I'll, I'll just say one last thing. If you guys are willing to put work in the into the NJHA, I promise you're going to get something out of it and be better for it.
0: Appreciate your time today, uh, guys, and uh, thank you. For those of you that joined to listen to this episode of 1881, we look forward to bringing you more episodes this fall. It's going to be an exciting time in the business. Um, uh, sales are starting to ramp up. Uh, those catalogs are starting to hit the the mailboxes. There is an uncontrollable amount of enthusiasm in this breed. And, uh, we look forward to, uh, bringing you more coverage of the people that make up the breed and the new exciting things that, uh the association is doing. With that, we're signing off. Thanks for tuning in to the American Hereford Association's podcast, 1881, with host Shane Bedwell. For more information, visit hereford.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.